Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello, and welcome back to the Psych Legal Pop podcast. This is a podcast where we talk about popular culture through the lens of an attorney and a therapist. I'm the therapist, Tess Brigham. And I'm Brooke Brigham. I'm the attorney. So we are continuing our Sister Wives coverage. This is season 18, episode 11, Air the Dirty Laundry. And I don't feel like we got that much dirty laundry. Mm, But we did learn that Mary... Mary, much like Ross on Friends, R.I.P. Matthew Perry. Oh, thought they were on a break. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I have thought. I have a lot of thoughts about Mary. And oh, yes. Her her perception of the world. Um, but yeah, you know our 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 leaders, Ace and Caitlin from the um, what's it called? Love should be multiplied, not <laughs> divided. divided yes. I was just listening earlier and Ace um, tracked this and said that out of the 42 minute episode, there was only 10 minutes of new footage. That was no. Yes. That was not either a flashback or a confessional. Oh my gosh. 10 minutes of new, like us seeing these people actually do something. Mm -hmm. And that was shocking, but not unbelievable, you know, because, because, yeah. Oh, yeah. But we're so we get so excited. We see some new footage of truly trying to ride a bike. And it's like, oh, my God, we get so excited because, yeah, we're not getting anything new because this, this family's not together anymore. Yeah. And they have to set up these. They have to go out. Christine has to travel the Flagstaff or mm-hmm. her children all have to come to her house. You know, they have to create that. Nothing's organic. Yes. A- absolutely nothing. Yes. So, and that's a bit of a problem. Yeah. Because though, I don't know, it was anything really ever organic on the show. Well, obviously they, it was a produced show and they set these things up. However, 
you got the sense that you you were kind of seeing real life spontaneous things happening in the moment. You mm-hmm. know, they had they had to have a reason to bring everyone together. Mm-hmm. But then once everyone was together, I felt like I saw things organically happening. Mm-hmm. Okay. But I don't know. None of this feels organic. It all feels uh, staged. Yes. But I, one thing I did notice about this episode is that I feel like people are no longer tiptoeing. Mm-hmm. You know that. Yeah. About that, they're now just kind of coming out and saying, "Yeah, you know, Cody, he's problematic, and <laughs> you know, Madison's not sure if she even wants her kids to be around him." Yes, that was. I was like, yeah. Ooh, that's a, some juicy, juicy stuff." And and I also thought what was really interesting was when Mary was talking when she was relaying the date with Cody. The anniversary. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was heart wrenching. Yeah. I'm sorry, I just felt for Mary. Um. But when she was talking about the date, she said something to Cody and Cody said something back to her like, well, do you mean like fake, like the fake relationship? Mm. And so it's obvious this for is the sort show, of, for the show, yeah. they, like the, they're alluding to the fact that there are two levels of these relationships. There's mm-hmm. the what is captured camera and then there's what is the reality. And I think before it was harder to see. Mm-hmm. And now it's very, very clear. Very clear. And yeah. and I I am really happy to see the liberation of Mary. <laughs> well, and she's not she, she's quite get, liberated. Yet. I know. She's, she's getting, getting there. there. And she's I getting you there. know what it is? I that she really needed to hear those words from Cody's mouth. Not from Robin, not from anyone mm-hmm. else. Like she needed to hear it from him that it's not gonna happen. Mm-hmm. But the way he did it was so I thought if this is true, if she's repeating the words that he used, I thought very cool way to end a relationship with someone you've been married to for 32 30 how many years well it also is now obvious as if it wasn't before but now it's very obvious that cody does not want to look bad so he will never leave a wife Mm -hmm. and mary said that she said well um don't you think we should make some sort of an announcement if we're not really married it's like no i don't want the bad basically yes that's yeah yeah and um oh and then the whole thing about how it came out that you know seven years ago or whatever it was she asked him i guess to stop coming over to her house because she Mm -hmm. needed a break yeah he interpreted that like you know the ross (laughs) rachel thing (laughs) he interpreted that as he said you kicked me out Mm mm-hmm and she said, no, I just wanted to, some time alone to think. And I think from that point on, because this is how fragile his ego is, mm-hmm. that how dare you tell me not to come over to my house? Mm-hmm. And that's why he's so incensed with Christine, even though he didn't give a shit about Christine. She did kick him out, mm-hmm. literally. Yeah. And yeah. that pisses him off. And that's why he's so angry. But he will never, uh, he will, ne- that's why, you know, he'll just continue to, to do this act with Mary and with Janelle as long as they'll tolerate it, I guess. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he's, he's, he's so narcissistic and so, you know, worried about his own image that he will, he will not give them just the respect yes. and the common decency. Mm-hmm. Let it go. And that's what it is. That's what really just bugged me about or just got under my skin about the situation with Mary is let's push aside 
the show. Let's push aside everything. You have this long-term relationship with this woman. Like this is, this person has been in your life for more than half your life. Mm -hmm. This is how you, this is how you're going to go out. This is how you're going to end it. This is what you're going to say to her. And again, it was just, it's, it was cruel. It was was mean. And it was with no, no nothing. And I, I think he is so I don't know if he's delusional or if it's if his the ego and the narcissism just he can't see it. But what did you think was going to happen, Cody? Did you think that Mary was going to like I think he thought that Mary was going to sit on all of this in shame and Mm. never, ever tell the public what he really said or Mm -hmm. that she would just do this in limbo thing with him forever. Well, And she has done it for a very long time. That's true. Maybe he thought she would just keep going. But I was Mm -hmm. like, you're telling us on one hand, you don't want the bad press, but what's stopping her? Well, she does. She says that actually. I'm sorry. That's right. She does say it because at the end, she says something about, should we make this announcement? And he says, no, we don't need to. And she's just, I think he assumed that she would go along with it. Mm-hmm. And again, the ego of someone feeling like this person wants the public to know that they're with me. So mm-hmm. that's enough for her idea that just yeah. simply being married, spiritually married to Cody Brown is enough. Well, also just being able to have that title. Yeah. Also, here's the thing. This is what happens. I think even though Mary is like a 50 year old woman you know, at this point, this is the thing that happens when you it's like arrested development. She never dated. Mm-hmm. She basically married the first person who she, you know, seriously dated. They didn't date. For, they It was six months from the time they first started courting until they mm-hmm. got married. She's never been in a relationship with anybody but him. She doesn't understand relationships. Like mm-hmm. a, a, at one point she was saying, what did I wrote that down. She was basically saying, I can't believe that this man told me, you know, I will love you. I love you. Mm. I'm going to love you forever. We're going to be together forever. And like, so he said that to me. So Mm. how can he now be saying that that's not true? And it's like, Mary, well, uh, hello, like, welcome to the party. I can't tell you how many times a man's done that to me. Mm-hmm. Like it happens all the time. <laughs> yes, yes. Okay. And if you actually dated and were in relationships and you would know men mm-hmm. say that stuff mm-hmm. and they still leave. Yes. And women do too. Mm-hmm. But she, she just seems so bewildered by this. Yeah. Like yeah. How could someone say that? And she, she thinks that just because, you know, at one point, 20, 30 years ago, Cody said, I'm going to love you forever and we're going to be together forever, that that means anything. Well, but he's coming at it. He has the same in many ways, but it's a little bit different. But he has that same attitude too, where now he's saying to her, I never loved you. You know, I, I never, lo-. and it's like, no, yeah, come he said on. He was it's like pretending or pretending something. this whole time. And, yeah. and it's like, well, so why do you have to be so black and white with it? Right. Like that's it's sort bu- of like, that's bullshit too. Yeah. Yeah. That is, listen, we saw, and they put, replayed that, they replayed that, um, yeah, their little, where sexy, their, their little sexy yeah. moments there. And then all of a sudden the camera pans and there's Leon. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, we saw the two of you. We could tell yeah. there was something there that you did like her and that you were attracted to her and that you did have a connection with her. So why is it that now you have to say you have no relationship? Yeah, it's, you it's, never it's, liked her. Honestly, it's kind of like two middle schoolers dating. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's like, and 
And I've been reading more and more as I go online um, about Cody and apparently that this, we may or may not have talked about this, that, you know, maybe during the Vegas days where um, that he and Robin would, this is why she needed nannies, that she and Robin would lock themselves away in a bedroom like for hours for intimacy time. Mm -hmm. And it, it was almost kind of like Cody finally had this opportunity to kind of have the typical frat boy college, like, you know, having these experiences. And it's and it's so bizarre that he's still sort of stuck in many ways in this like high school infatuation, mm-hmm. like, ooh, this woman, she's so wonderful. And, and we're doing all this stuff and we're so attracted to each other. And he doesn't quite understand that, yeah, you can also tell Mary that you love her. Mm-hmm. that you did love her. I mean, you're Cody, you're going against everything that you told us. You told us love should be multiplied, not, <laughs> not divided. divided. Not divided, but apparently according to you, you cannot love more than one person at a time. Well, and um yeah, and again, he cuz he never got to have that experience either. You yeah. know, he he got married young and then all of a sudden he had all these wives and also and you know, he said the exact same thing to Christine. Well, I never I was never attracted to yes. you. I never really loved you. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and that's what makes it so juvenile. It's like, okay, so something doesn't work out. So you go, well, I liked you anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Which is just what you do in middle school, middle school. Like right. it's, it's not even high school. It's right. Not school. even high school. Yeah. But I, I, um, yeah. And I don't, anyway, so <laughs> I kind of start to get into it's like how, that, that, that how culture is so misogynistic and all of that kind of stuff about how. Cody's been allowed to in many ways, right? right? He's been allowed to have these experiences with Robin. He's been allowed to fall in love. He's been allowed to. And by him not saying anything to Mary, he is that's he is holding on to her so tightly and not allowing her to go and really have her own love, her mm-hmm. own life. Like you would think that if you really love, you know, if you cared about this person, that mm-hmm. you would think to yourself, I care enough about you that I don't want to hurt you. And, and I want to see you happy. It's like, he cannot see mm-hmm. other people happy. Well, and also he's, he's desperately holding on and it starts to crack towards the end of this episode, but he's desperately holding on to trying to make this polygamy thing work, trying not to look like a fool, trying not to be embarrassed about the failure of it all. But mm-hmm. towards the end of the episode, he kind of, I think. I don't know if he's really serious, but starts to say, well, you know, maybe I was unrealistic. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe I was unrealistic about us all living together. And- but I felt like he was saying it was unrealistic that, that of the dream of everybody being in one house on the property. Yeah, but but that's all part of it, you know, yeah. like, that they would ever be able to get to that point. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, um, so much, so much there, so much there. Yes. But we start out the episode um, in Utah, Christine's house. And uh, McKelty has some new, I guess Isabel is the last to know that she's pregnant. (laughs) So she says, oh, hey, Isabel, by the way, I'm pregnant. Um, Yes. (laughs) Then she tells everyone that no one else knows this, I guess, that she's having twins. Woohoo. Woohoo! And yes, Christine's very excited. She's very excited, and of course, they're all self-filming this. You know, yeah, like on someone's iPhone. I guess production won't go to Utah. Well, um, they also won't go to Robin's house too, or something, because that seemed like that was being filmed <laughs> yeah. by someone. Do, do they else. go anywhere? No, 
Maybe no, they, Mary had to salsa lift up brava. the phone. Yes. Yeah. They Mary? will go. They will do confessionals and they'll go to salsa brava. Yeah. And that's it. That is it. <laughs> Everyone else is on their own. Yes. Like literally on an iPhone. Mm-hmm. Pretty pathetic. Yeah. But I also heard something on one of the socials that McKelty didn't know that this was going to be used on the show. I think she probably barely knew it was being recorded, you know, because it's just a little iPhone over here in the corner. Yeah, but they lifted up the sonogram and showed and they lifted that. So she had to know it's being recorded. She knew it was being recorded. She she claims now she did not know that it was being recorded for the show. Oh. And that it was being going to be used on the show. And it brought up how, you know, her birth was on the show and all these, all these, she kind of brought up this kind of troubling concept of mm-hmm. how these kids are they're not even kids they're grown adults you know they're their parents mm-hmm. um that they they get used for the show and i i mean i don't do you think they're getting paid an appearance fee now uh, like i don't McKelty know and tony and oh gosh Hayden i have no idea but isn't this more of a christine issue because shouldn't christine say to them hey i'm filming oh, absolutely. this for the show so right if she thought that that camera, because I would assume if I was in this family and I saw an iPhone set up right. on a tripod, <laughs> I would be, okay, this is being filmed. This could potentially be on the show. Yeah. But, and that's the other thing. McKelty seems to say a lot of different things. And, yeah. You know, wondering about a little, about McKelty here, because she has, you know, like, that whole thing of like, she claimed she started the text chain and it's mm-hmm. like, no, Aspen started it. It's like, again, She's- it's, it's these little things, you know, people, people always think that people lie about big things and they do, but there are people mm-hmm. that lie about little things. Yeah, you know? she is. She's kind of a shit stir. Yeah. So that was the other thing too, is like, you're in this family. You don't, you don't put two and two together and assume mm-hmm. that. But, um, I wonder if, I mean, they, they are all adults and they could turn to the parent and say, I'm not going to appear on camera anymore unless I get paid. Or something. Yeah. And you'd think that they would have had to sign something for the production company to use that footage. Well, as we know, this is TLC and they also did the Duggar thing. And Mm -hmm. that, you know, the Duggars, as we know, and we're learning more and more, Jim Bob just stole all those kids' money. And, you know, they made, he made something like they totaled it all up. He made like $8 million from the Mm -hmm. show and from everything that they got. So TLC really, their history of protecting people right. and and turning to the person at 18 and going hi this is bob from you know um from the legal department at at you mm-hmm. know discovery whatever you're yeah. now 18 we need for you to sign a contract this is how it works this is scale right they're they're not doing that mm-hmm. they're they're just as terrible as the rest of these people yeah true you know? so anyway true but, but I guess um, Tony's very freaked out about um, about the twins. It seems yeah, like that would be scary. Yeah, it's a lot riskier. And in fact, the midwife said, "I'm I can't deliver these babies." Yes, you have to do it in a hospital. It's too high risk. And oh, and then Christine goes into this whole talk about you know the secrecy involved with polygamists mm-hmm. and why they always would go to midwives because they don't want to go to the hospital because they're mandated reporters and they might like call cps and the and polygamy is illegal and so you know that whole secretive kind of thing yeah but then and get- she even said something about the birth certificates she said yeah. sometimes the father's not even on the birth certificate 
And then I think they cut to Janelle saying, well, Cody's on all my children's birth certificates. And I'm thinking, "Mm, is he? Why would you think he, you don't don't think she's being honest about that? I don't know. I don't know. Hmm. I mean, I, I really feel like he's not on any of Christine's kids birth certificates because Christine was um, prior to the show. She was on food stamps and public Mm -hmm. assistance and her kids all had Medi-Cal. So yeah, I don't think he was. Mm -hmm. Well, maybe Janelle, maybe Janelle's kids were all under him because she had the job and the health insurance and they could cover her. And if he was her partner, but I don't even know if she did have insurance all the time because Maddie had, she had to have a emergency appendectomy mm-hmm. and they had no insurance. Yeah. They talked about how that medical debt, like really, mm-hmm. I think they filed bank, ended up filing bankruptcy partially because, so I don't know. I don't believe anything they say when it comes to like this kind of stuff. I, I think they're still, you still like they're still skirting around yes, issues. I do. Yeah. I mean, it's really, it's so interesting because they've buried themselves in such a deep hole because they, you know, what they came on TV around the time of the whole Warren Jeffs thing. And right. The idea was Mm -hmm. that they wanted to show polygamy and they wanted to get away from that idea of Warren Jeffs. And they presented themselves as such, you know, that's just what happens when you present. This is what happens when you present yourself as just one thing. Mm-hmm. If they had been a bit more honest about, you know, the troubles with this and the issues with that and all of this, then maybe this would all be different. But it it's just the fact that they really, you you kind of lied to all of us yeah. for a long, long time. I mean, Christine was honest about her vulnerabilities and the worries and the fears, but they were never honest with us about the money and the other yeah. things and the she's fact only, that she was on assistance like that right. that would be good to know like that is a factor you know to think about with polyg i mean yeah this is one of the issues and so let's talk about it that's why know? it's illegal you know because mm-hmm. there's abuses that occur around it and that's yeah. one of them and yeah now that christine's out of it and she's you know she doesn't care anymore so she'll i would believe her over janelle yeah well so then we get this poor mary I didn't know if she was in Flagstaff or if she was back in, you know, she was in Parowan because they okay. showed a sign like "Welcome to Parowan." Oh, okay, in the, in the town. I know that's the thing. Again, you're, I'm taking notes, and then I look down. And I, I know if you look down, you miss important, <laughs> important clues. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so um, she said that she didn't know what to expect. And again, this is her, like she, she, I mean, we've been watching all this. He does not contact her on her birthdays, but she was holding out hope that Cody would contact her midway through the day. She calls him and says, Hey, happy anniversary. And he's like, Oh, like, why are you calling me? Why are you calling? Yeah. (laughs) Oh, happy anniversary. And then she's like, well, are we going to do anything? And he's like, um, yeah let me ask robin yeah he's like I- i'm watching the kids right now <laughs> which is a i know which is not. a lie of course you know? let me ask robin and he admits he said he needed to some time to think he needed to come up with some, an excuse yeah <laughs> but you yeah. know he turned to robin and said something to her and then robin of course because she yeah. got she's got to keep her agenda was like go 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 mm-hmm. and then they they go and um yeah, it's everything that we just said about how they feel like, you know, they, they've been faking it and 
And then Cody, Cody had a few steps here. He was, he, he said, Oh, it's you, your, it's our anniversary. It's her. He almost said her anniversary. He's like, no, our anniversary. And the other misstep was around, but we're not mayor. Mm-hmm. We're not, you know, what, what did he call and then it? He like said, married we're in not the- living as a married couple or functioning yeah. as a married couple, something like that. And then he went into his mean talk and said, I have no desire to have a relationship with you. Your life is not one that I want to insert myself in. That I thought was, and I, I'd obviously that got to marry too, because yeah. that was, oof, that's harsh. That was very, very harsh. I have, I wrote it down. I have no desire to have a relationship with you. And then there was one other sentence and your life is not one that I want to insert myself into. Um, and then again, that's when Mary goes into her whole thing, but you promised, but you mm. promised me, you promised that this is what we would yeah. do for the we rest gonna of be our together, lives together forever. Yeah. <laughs> like you used to write on your notebook <laughs> together forever. M <laughs> together and K for, yes. M plus K together for forever. forever. Yeah. yeah. With a little heart around it. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Back in but sixth that, grade. So that's so that's why I was like, why did you have to say to her, your life is not one I want to be a part know, of? Like, so mean. why do you, why can't you just say, you know, Mary, I love you. I love you. Over. you know, it's over. It's I, over. You know, I don't know how else to tell you this. It's over. And kindly tell her that he loves. You know, he loves her, but he's not in love with her anymore. Like, lie. I mean, even if you didn't feel this way, Cody, yeah, lie to her, like let her down easy. Sometimes lying is a good thing, and this would be one of those times where you just be nice, mm-hmm. just be a nice person, be a. Uh, this is you. You have a child together, right? Mm-hmm. Like you, be respectful. It's mm-hmm. respect, right? So mean. I was like, oh, he is very mean. Yes. So now we're back to. Oh, uh, we will go back to. Um, the McKelty stuff, and then we get the whole home birth, and then of oh, course, and then, yes, we see the, we see the first birth, Avalon's birth. Ooh, yeah, okay. that that looked traumatic. Yeah. And then we find out that Doctor Bean, who delivered oh, truly, yes. is going to be delivering McKelty's twins. Yes, very exciting. But I <laughs> thought that Doctor Bean was in, um, what was the first well, Lehigh? In Lehigh, but that's not far from Salt Lake City. Oh, Lehigh's not that far from Salt Lake. I don't. I don't think so. But oh, okay. I would. I would imagine that. Um, uh, well, does Tony McKelty live in Salt Lake, or do they live in St. George? I don't know. I can't keep track. But you know, I'm sure he's conveniently located. Mm-hmm. So that yes. obviously it's going to work out. Um, and then what's the next, the next scene is Robin's house. Yeah. The birthday party. (laughs) God, this looks like a fun party. Oh God. (laughs) It's truly torture. Yeah. Truly's turning 12. And so Cody and Robin are throwing this party for her and Isabel is there. And it's so awkward. Like Mm -hmm. Isabel and Brianna are just like, won't even look at each other. They're just kind of standing there looking miserable. (sighs) Yeah. Doesn't, yeah, but Mar- doesn't Robin fun. is just so happy to have a party. Mm-hmm. She's just so happy to have any kind of connection. Right. And, you know, she feels very connected to Truly because Truly does not have any memories without Robin without and her, her kids. Yeah. yeah. But God, I was just, 
yeah, the, the, it was, as Cody said, there was a gloomy cloud. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, the, there was a gloomy cat cloud. Um, and then this is what he said. I didn't, I didn't quite understand if he was talking about himself or the kids where he's talking about, you know, there's this undertone of, do I trust? Can I trust? Mm-hmm. And are you, are you talking about like, is this what you think your kids are thinking about you? Or is this what you're thinking I about? I know. I don't know. I wonder the same thing because. He said, from my kids, do I trust? Can I trust from my kids? Of course, it's Cody. So I feel like it all comes back to him. Mm -hmm. So I feel like he is saying, can I trust my kids? Because he's probably thinking, well, you know, Christine's trash talking me to Isabel and probably Mm -hmm. truly. And, you know, so can I trust what they say or their intentions? You know, it's all about him. Yeah. You know, I mean, what... Yeah. So this, this is quite diabolical. You really think that truly has got an agenda or even Isabel, like either of these two have some agenda of like, you know, uh, lying to Cody or telling Cody some things or Cody, like actually, actually, you know, says anything to them. They're going to take that and run right back to their mothers. Well, Isabel's already seen his true colors. Yes. When he says it. Yeah, when he wouldn't. Yeah, she said that as much. She's basically like, you know, I'm not really. um, Never had a 100% great relationship with him. Right. And then he didn't go to her surgery. And that was kind of like like the nail in the coffin, Mm -hmm. you know. So, you know, she's just being polite. And she's she's just there because I think at this point she's still living in North Carolina with. um, Yes. And Caleb. So she's home. So she's like, okay, I'm here. I'll, I'll go. She doesn't give a shit. Yeah. She really doesn't. And truly, I don't know. Truly still seems young and innocent. But, you know, God, Truly's been through a lot. <laughs> like we saw again, <laughs> the bike riding. Oh, God. You know, she, she knows her dad's true colors as well. She's not, mm-hmm. you know, even she though. She didn't her- go back to her dad to ask him to help no. her ride a bike again, did she? No, she, she's all this whole time. She's been scarred yeah. by that. Yes, yes. Until now. So this is where Cody talked about, I wonder if some of the fa- failures in plural marriage were expecting too much from everyone living under the same roof. That's what, that's yeah. what, what I wrote down. Yeah. That's what he said. So, yeah, and he says, divorce is painful and there seems to be a mild strain. Okay, that's, that's putting it lightly. So he's he's kind of, you know, sort of admitting that, yeah, this is really bad. Yeah. Is he taking any responsibility for it? No, but no. well, he does admit because they t- they go back to the family mission statement. I'm like, oh, Jesus God. Christ! Oh yeah, so, we see the commitment ceremony. <laughs> so he goes into this whole thing about how he's trying to redefine his life, and you know they're too embarrassed to go to. Ch- he'd be so embarrassed to go to church in Utah because of you know how how they're perceived and the shame, and you know he feels like we're in limbo. I'm not a fit of my old religion. And we go into this whole thing. And so, but this doesn't, this this seems to contradict the Mary stuff, right? So you're saying that you're upset because uh, he's upset because people aren't follow, you know, still staying with the rules and doing what Mm -hmm. he wants them to do. And here you've got Mary who's willing to kind of go along with it, but, oh no, no, not you, Mary. Oh no. (laughs) Like everybody, but you. I mean, that's really what it is. Well, but I think what hurts him most, I don't think he really cares about, you know, Janelle, not Janelle, um, 
well, Janelle too. I don't think he really cares about um, Christine or Janelle leaving. What he is most upset about is that he has no relationship with most of his kids. Mm -hmm. And he blames that on their mothers. Yes. But he does, but you know, he does, he still has not (laughs) gotten the point that it's not because of the mothers. It's because of how you treat them, Cody. And Mm -hmm. Still not there yet. Um, but yeah, that's I think that's what he's most upset about. Yeah, and the fact that I think that he would prefer all of his relationships to end if they do end end on his terms or they fake it through mm, where right. they do that. Right. But um yeah. So but this is when it comes up about how Cody hasn't heard from Maddie at all Mm -hmm. and so he blames he first blames the divorce Mm -hmm. he's like i haven't talked to her at all during the divorce and you know but it also might be covid (laughs) he's not sure he doesn't he's not quite sure why maddie isn't speaking to him and i'm like can't you put two and two together like beyond not christina the divorce but like maddie's very close to her brothers like you you Mm -hmm. have this thing with your with you know my two brothers and And the way he was treating janelle yeah and covid too and so wouldn't i don't know that alone would make me you know rethink my relationship if who you know maddie's put in this tough spot where right like she cares about Mm -hmm. her mother she cares about her siblings you know who 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 do you side with and cody you make everybody take sides that's the problem I will say you make everyone take sides. She, if she felt like she could call you and have a decent conversation with you, she wouldn't be feeling this way. She wouldn't have done that, but you forced everybody's hand to take a side. And here's what I think is interesting. Cody uses this language with all of the kids. He says, Maddie stopped reaching out to me. Mm -hmm. He always uses the word reaching out, which makes me think that Cody simply doesn't talk to his kids unless they contact him. Yes. Because he does he doesn't say anything like, well, I've tried to, you know, talk to her. I've tried to call her and, you know, she doesn't want to talk to me. It's always like she stopped reaching out to me. Well, maybe part of the reason why she stopped reaching out to you is because you were not reaching out to her at all. Mm-hmm. And she's hearing all of this stuff about other family members and whatever. And, and she doesn't even hear from you. Yeah. You, you act, And that's the thing. Like, if your parents don't call you or kids don't call you, whatever, you you start to think they don't care. Mm-hmm. They don't care how I'm doing. They don't know what I'm doing on a day-to-day basis. They don't know what's going on in my life. And they don't care to find out. Mm-hmm. You know, if you really, like, <laughs> you know, if, if you really want to be in someone's life, I don't care if you live across the country, you, you know, you'll call, you'll text, you'll... Mm-hmm. keep in touch and it's like he just won't do that no he put all he obviously puts all of the responsibility mm-hmm. on everybody else to reach out to him because he's the king and he can't possibly be bothered right to like think to himself oh i haven't talked to garrison in a while or i haven't talked to yeah. maddie in a while let me let me reach out to them and um yeah i mean it's just it's and and it's such a this weird kind of like antiquated way of seeing your relationships with 
adult kids, this sort of like idea that it has to be one way. And yeah, he is, he is stuck in limbo because he doesn't seem to understand what, what, what anything is like how to be a parent to adult children. He does not know how to do that. And he doesn't know how to, and he doesn't know how to have relationships with women that he once had a relationship with. That's the other thing Mm -hmm. too. This is the other thing is that, that these people, cause they didn't really date. They haven't had the awkward thing of like, oh crap, there's Bob from the office again, you know? Mm-hmm. And I went out right. with him a couple times and now we got to meet each other in yeah, the elevator. Yeah, now we got to make small talk. And yeah, I mean, they've yeah. never had that. He doesn't know how to do that either of like being civil to Christine. Right. And and Janelle calls him out on that. She said he, that he does, that Maddie doesn't call him because of his behavior, mm-hmm. you know? Is in, And that, you know, she's, Maddie doesn't know who Cody is anymore. And it's not just about one thing. It's about a lot of things, you know? She yeah. has to, she has a lot to balance and a lot to think about. Well, thinking about her children. Yeah. And I think that's the other part of it too. And I don't blame her, which is I am not going to introduce my children. This is your grandfather. And then have you treat them right. the way you've treated all of us. And she can see very, you know, clearly when her children become adults, like what's going to happen then? Like when they're not little ones and they're not cute, they're not they, cute. Don't, yeah. they don't follow everything you say what are you going to do so how do i trust you mm-hmm. um and that i think is incredibly telling incredibly telling and then this is where robin because oh, i've many times sadly defended robin at various points and i've said i don't think she's diabolic like i just don't think she's smart enough to be such an evil genius but this one oh this one killed me it was like she talks about how her really miss their siblings and she's like god there's this weird wall and i can't can't penetrate this wall and i don't know why it's there and i'm thinking to myself weren't you the one that mm, said that put that up the wall? wall put up the wall and said you didn't want to do the holidays and you were yanking your kids out right. of it it's like what are you talking about and you what? told your kids that the, the rest of the family was, you know didn't like them or was mad at them or whatever I mean, yeah. are you kidding me? So is the weird wall someone saying, hey, Robin, we don't really want to do on Zoom? That was the wall? Yeah, because that you was bailed. too much. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what? That's the part that it's like, are you this delusional? Are you? Huh? Apparently. But I, I don't know. I, I don't know what Cody and Robin think. I don't know if they think that we don't catch these stupid. things are happening. They really do think we're they dumb. They do. They do. They must think we're incredibly, incredibly stupid people. Yeah. Why would they say these ridiculous things over and over and over? Yeah. Ugh, that was just like, oh, God. Yeah. Anyway, then we get Janelle. Janelle and Gabe, they like to they like to garden. That's, they, that was new footage. Yeah, that was part of the 10 minutes of new footage. <laughs> that was probably about a minute, <laughs> maybe yeah. a minute and 20 seconds. I don't know. For her birthday, her kids... Um, built her some planter boxes at Garrison, which is very at Garrison's, which is very sweet, mm-hmm. and th- so that she can have because she lives in a teeny tiny little apartment. Mm-hmm. You know, she doesn't have a garden, so this is Garrison allowing yeah. her garden. That's it's very sweet. sweet. It yeah. is very sweet, and the whole thing with Gabe and how Gabe, um, you know, he's this her little gardener, and um, and uh, yeah, and we also move learn that Gwen isn't moving in. No. That's a big no. 
So I wonder Probably what for the best. <laughs> yes. <laughs> she probably realized that, you know, she didn't want to have late night, you know, arguments about... <laughs> Oh, God. Politics or whatever. Whatever Christine said. They're very different politically. Yeah. And so who said this, that none of Janelle's kids talk to dad? They don't see the point. Did Janelle say that none of my kids are talking to him because they don't see the point? Or was that Gabe? I'm not sure. I remember who said that. Yeah. But it's true. And, you know, the only one who's left there is Savannah. We all know he doesn't. (laughs) He doesn't talk to her. Yeah. No, he does uh, not. Yeah, so. and it's like, so, and yeah, and then Cody, I think, yeah, he has this philosophy. This is Cody's philosophy. Mm-hmm. Once you turn 18, if you can't respect me in my home, this is my home, not your home, you have to leave and get your own home. Wow. Okay, well, so, and then what, Cody? Because, yeah, and because then, like, I do you understand your, that. Is that worth losing your relationship with but, your child over? But I, I mean, can understand that if you have an adult child and they're in your home and you're struggling and there's problems and this isn't working out and you say to your kid, you know what, it's time for you to go. You're, you know, whatever age, right? Mm-hmm. Y- you can go, you know, it's time for you to go. But that also doesn't mean that you never stop speaking to them. Right. <laughs> it just means that they're living somewhere else. And you're, you know, this is part of having a kid is like launching them. But yeah. it's, it's, yeah, it's either live with him forever or stay with him forever and follow every single one yeah, of his be rules respectful. and be respectful and, and worship him or you're out the door. And yeah. it's just like, oh God, Again, it's so, so everything, it's, everything is so black and white. Yes. There's no, there's, there's no in between. There's no, no nuance. No, yeah. 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 And then Janelle says that, um, or no, Christine, was it Christine or Janelle? I think Christine said that basically Cody is getting back from his kids yeah. exactly what he's put into the relationship. Yep. Which is nothing. So yeah. he's getting back nothing. And then he yeah. wonders why. Yeah. Wonders why. Um, we learned that Janelle hasn't spoken to Robin or Mary since the infamous conversation on Robin's porch, mm-hmm. which is, this was one of my favorite flashbacks. Where Cody has a meltdown about, you don't know what months. I've been through. 18 months, persecuted. <laughs> and he's like, I almost died from COVID. You don't care. You know, and, and I mean, he starts to go into this thing and Janelle's just like, she takes a deep side. He's like, you don't <laughs> care about my pain, you know, She's because like, I, I did not go. get vaccinated right. and I got COVID and it was really bad. <laughs> oh, oh, God. And then the best is like Janelle walks off and, mm-hmm. and you just got to go pick up Savannah or whatever. And, <laughs> and it's just, oh my God. I Those are my scene. favorite Cody rants are the, the, the knife in the kidneys and yeah. the, the just, just, yes, Cody, you have been persecuted. Yeah. And then there's a, you know, so I think the subject of paying off Coyote Pass comes up. Yeah. Janelle's talking about how like she and Robin never connected as a friend. Um, she's had personality. This is how she phrased it. Personality issues with Mary. Mm -hmm. Um, but that she would like to have a greenhouse eventually on the property. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. But she's wondering if it's going to get paid off, if they're going to lose it. They only have a year to pay it off. And, you know, basically, uh, Cody says something like, yeah, well, um, 
Janelle's always complaining about Coyote Pass and pestering me, pestering me, but she's not uh, willing to help or do anything about it, which kind of means like she's not willing to what? Give you all her money to pay it off. Yeah. First of all, I don't even know she has any Mm -hmm. because you guys took it all, you know, and why should she be responsible for paying off Coyote Pass? Yeah, didn't you all, when you purchased or got into this agreement with Coyote Pass, didn't you all, like, think or lay out and think about how are we going to pay this off and who's going to pay what? My I don't guess, think they did. Well, but I think I think what was what happened was that I think that all of the all of maybe the TLC money that they all earn together gets, you know, Cody gets that. And then that money, I think that's what she's pestering about. That money was probably earmarked for Coyote Pass, but that that money is being used to support Robin and her children Mm -hmm. and, and all of that. And that's really what she's talking about is, Mm -hmm. you know, I know that you're not using this money this way. Come on. Yeah. I was just like, she's not willing to help. It's like, no, if she's already given you what she's agreed to give you, it's like, no, you need to complete the transaction. Yeah, she gave you she gave you all of her money to put down on Robin's house. Mm -hmm. And, you know, everyone has a house but her. Yes. So why should she now have to come out of pocket again to help pay this thing off? No, they had no plan. They had no plan. They were going to pay it off. It's just ridiculous. Um, I couldn't believe he said that. Well, he's like, Robin and I are still going to build there. Right. Great. You, you know what? Build some giant house that you can't afford. You and Robin and her kids and maybe truly will come and see you. But like, and McKelty. I doubt it. Yeah. Yeah. So Janelle does, I think this was kind of an interesting thing that she said was, I don't recognize the people who were once part of my family. Their priorities and thought processes are are out of whack or or I can't remember the phrase. She just says it. she didn't she doesn't understand their priorities and thought processes. And I was like, okay, so is this alluding to Cody and what's going on with him and his and what's in that or is there something more? No, like, I think it's just, co- it's, it's just, it's Cody. just Cody and okay. Robin. Yeah. I was just trying to see if there's something deeper in that, but maybe not. No. Janelle never gives up the juice. You know, she just. Yeah, she's tight with it. Yeah. So now we go back to um, Salt Lake City and mm-hmm. we truly got a bike for her birthday, but she doesn't know how to ride <laughs> because the yes. first attempt was bad. Flashback to the traumatic experience. Oh where Cody tried to teach her to ride a bike and uh, that went very badly. And so she still doesn't know how to ride a bike. Yeah. Well, Cody then gets on there and he says, you know, as a parent, sometimes you need to push. And it's like, you know what? Yes, Cody. Sometimes as a parent, you need to push your child. But if you push your child with no trust and no, like, I'm right here behind you, Mm because you saw very clearly, like, Christine was coaching, coaching uh, truly like, let's summarize. You did really well today. It went well. You did this mm-hmm. well, you know, right? Like, yeah, you can push your kids, but you, you don't push them off over an edge of, you know, no, you can't push anybody. Have you ever, I don't think Cody knows how to manage people. I don't know if he knows if he's ever managed anybody because he really mm-hmm. does not have these good skills of thinking through a little bit about like, how do you work with someone? No, he's always trying to just, you know, push a river, just try to make mm. things happen. But, you know, but I liked this because I think even even though Christine was being more supportive, 
I felt like it was still a lot. You know, you've got all these people there Mm -hmm. and they're all like looking at her and saying things in the camera and, and like saying stuff to her. And it's a lot of voices. And finally, Mitch, you know, the voice of reason steps in and he says, truly less voices. Mm -hmm. And it's like, yes, everybody stop talking. Mm -hmm. You know, we don't need 20 people weighing in on this. And then he, you know, quietly and calmly, because that's just his demeanor, you know, helped her. And then that's when she really kind of started to relax and make some progress. But, Mm -hmm. you know, it's still a work in progress, but at least it didn't end badly. You know, it ended ended with her. And then Christine said something kind of dumb. She said, uh, because Trulia said something about how she was afraid of falling. And Christine's like, well, you will fall. (laughs) <laughs> but i feel like she said it she said it to the camera she said it in the confessional oh i, I don't know she, if she said, said it, it to did she her. say it? oh she did oh. i thought she said to it because and then truly's like okay i'm done for today and it's going to be at least five days before i can do this again <laughs> oh i thought she meant five it, it was going to take her five days to learn how to learn how to ride a bike and maybe more oh and most likely know. more I thought she was saying that she needed a break for five days, but I could be wrong. I don't know. But then we get Christine. She talks about what she's right about, which is, yeah, this is very obvious. And it it really shows how much happier Christine is that she has truly has this great support system here that she's got Aspen and Mitch and, you know, Isabel's visiting and Peyton and, you know, all these people Mm -hmm. that love and care about her. Um, And yeah, you know, you're like, yeah, Christine, you're right. That was a good, smart, you know, it was good. It is a lot better for her. And now she's got, you know what? We don't have to worry about any of this. David Willie Brown is going to teach her how to ride a bike. Oh, I'm sure he's already taught her. He probably had the patience of Job and he just taught her probably in a day. Yes, yes. Yeah. And they're biking around all over Utah together. That's right. That's right. Like they're matching Star Wars helmets or whatever. (laughs) Oh, so... Then we go back to, oh, God, the Mary and Cody to stuff. Oh, God. Yeah. I think we already talked about this. Um, this yeah. Whole, yeah. I, the whole know, forever. He said he was going to love love her forever. Blah, blah, blah. Um, Cody tried to say I didn't really mean it. <laughs> I was oh. just saying that. To yeah. appease you. Yeah, we, we covered all this. Yeah. Well, and then this was the other thing he said to her. Stick around if you want. You can visit me and Robin and the kids if you want but we're never going to have a marriage relationship anymore. I was like, Oh geez. Yeah. I mean, where, uh, God, Mary. And then, and then Mary says, so she, this is where she said, I wanted to be open and honest about the relationship, but Cody doesn't want that. And she's like, but this is my story too. And I was like, good for you, Mary. Yes, this is your story too. You go. <laughs> she's not of, hiding anymore. But then at the end of all this, she says, but I still don't know what to do about oh, it. <laughs> I know, I know. Well, she sort of went into that whole thing of like, I have two choices. And um, this is how I wrote it down. Number one, stay and suffer. <laughs> or two, leave it and go against this covenant. Basically, it's either she... And and so I do understand if you're... It's no you're, longer a covenant. Like it's, you can't have a one-sided covenant. Like the other person think, has severed it. But I think that these this religious stuff, they just beat you down with this idea. I think she really worries that she might burn in hell or something. Well, then know. she then you know what? If she thinks that she's really not a bad bitch boss, whatever that she thinks she is. She's not that, the independent that, woman. No. 
because that, that those two things that she said are complete opposites. Mm-hmm. So no, Mary, you're not a badass boss bitch or whatever you want to call oh, yourself. I hate you're, all that boss babe stuff. Yeah, it it's like you're no, you're really quite pathetic at this point. You know, stop, <laughs> stop. Jeez. You know, yeah, it's true, Tess. You know, it's true. I know, I know, I know. I just, I'm always the person that likes the underdog. I'm always like rooting for the underdog. So, so if Mary was on top, I would hate her right now. But like, oh my, oh no, I know, Mary. but this isn't good for her. No, she needs, you're right. She you're needs right to cut the cord and move on with her life. You're not if unless you until you can do that. You're not a badass bitch, Mary. I'm just sorry to tell yeah. you, you're not. Period. Ugh. Well, I think that Mary is. Um, I think that Mary sees herself that way because I think she's done a lot, hell of a lot more stuff than I think she ever thought she would ever True. do True. by herself and on her own, and and I think she feels a lot of pride in that but yeah it is it's it's pathetic i mean it is, it's, 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 it's hard to watch and it's and it's yeah. pathetic but i yeah. i don't i don't i'm not and inside you know, her head i'm over it i'm done watching it if, if if this continues i'm just gonna start fast forwarding through that because literally i've said it all i have nothing yes. left to say about it I've mention it, it all mention it all so next <laughs> time on sister wives yes uh christine's 50th birthday party Mm-hmm. Um, they have like a fifties, uh, themed party and she says she loves being single, but she is dating a bit. Ooh. So well, maybe we'll get some details. Yes. Then Cody wants to come over to see Janelle's new apartment. I guess she got a slightly nicer student apartment. Oh God. Um, and she says she just doesn't see him in the equation. Yeah. And Cody says, it's obvious I'm never going to live here. I'm not welcome here. It's yeah. Like, no well, kidding. But even the way he walked into the apartment, did you notice that he kind of like walks in with like yeah. looking around like, like, like what is what, this? you what you you're going to live here? Yeah. <laughs> what? You can't buy her a plant or something like, hi, welcome to your new house yeah. or whatever. It's just, geez, Louise. Yeah. And and then, yeah. And then Mary, God, get Mary again. Jesus. She's saying she's had no relationship for eight years, but she doesn't know. Mm. Oh, God, please put us out of our misery, Mary. Yeah. I can't take it anymore. I remember when the season started and we learned how that they this they're going to have episodes come out until January. It was like, oh, so exciting. So exciting. Yeah. Now it's like. If it, it's going to be, you're right. If it's going to be like this. Yeah. We, I'm we have, I'm sorry. We have got to get more than 10 minutes of new material per episode. This is boring. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, and that's the thing. We get so excited if there's anything new, even if it's something stupid, because mm-hmm. we never, ever, ever get anything new. And it's, well, the problem, the pro, yes. And, and of course, the problem is that they're not together. The thing is, is that most people are boring. Most people, their lives, the daily lives, all that stuff. I don't think that even if we had cameras on them 24 seven, that their lives are that interesting. The problem is, is that what was interesting about this group of people was the family and the family dynamics. Mm-hmm. And so, yes, if you never seen each other, then, then everything that's interesting about you isn't happening. Yeah essentially no, it's, it's true so so oh no, god wanna... what are we going to cover <laughs> oh we'll, we'll find something else i guess oh well don't worry the, i think the old episodes are more interesting at yeah. this point but uh, we'll go back to our rewind but um 
so I I saw this this video came up a couple times on TikTok, and I had to I had to write write down. Okay, so you know Cody does these cameos, mm-hmm. and usually they're really short and pretty lame. The ones that I've seen, and um, anyway, this one oh, this is great. I had to write down word for word what he said. Okay, so someone right. asks him to do a co- to do a cameo for you know. I don't know, their wife just had a baby or something to congratulate, um, congratulate his wife on her new baby, their new baby. And I don't know if this person was doing this like seriously or ironically, because mm-hmm. <laughs> I was feeling a lot of people, you know, get these cameos ironically, just so yeah. people say. So anyway, he comes on, he's like, hey, you know, hey, Julie, you know, uh, John told me that you guys just had a new baby and I wanted to say congratulations. And he said, you know, I think you'll find that babies are easy to love. They're sweet and vulnerable and they need you. The real key to parenting is to love your children when they get older, when they get mouthy. But in order to love them, you must never allow them to do anything to you that would make you resent them. So those are the things that would be a challenge. The respect as things progress, what you need to do is make sure you are loving them enough so that they will keep respecting you. But you have to set the boundary for that respect. And he's like, okay, peace and love, Cody Brown. So he always signs (laughs) off. I was just like, what the hell? This is Mm -hmm. very, very telling. Yes. And frightening, frightening. This kind of sums up everything we're always talking about. And why would you say this to someone who just had a baby? But I feel like (laughs) this is and I feel like this is maybe this. I don't know. I don't want to get too into the politics, but it feels like there's more and more of this belief system happening in our world. You know, these sort of very. I don't want to put a religion to it. I don't think there's a kind way of saying that but it feels like there's so many people that that believe exactly what he said there, it feels like there's a bit of this right authoritarian it's like an authoritarianism this, yeah yeah that the, this is this is there's groups of people and women supporting it mm-hmm. y- you know um who was i was just i just saw a headline that our new speaker of the house wife is also devoutly religious and mm-hmm. christian and you know probably I think she would probably go along with something like that too. And so it's, it's frightening. I find it frightening. Like this is, there's groups of people that think all of this is okay. It's, and it's not frightens me. And it's not just about religion because that's, you know, when we talk about what's happening in our country and the divide and the, the two sides, you know, it's people who on the one hand, you have people who want to keep democracy and democratic principles and, you know, being inclusive and letting people have voices and have a say in things and representative government, all that kind of stuff. And the, on the other side, there are people who just want an authoritarian. Mm-hmm. They want an authoritarian leader who will just impose things on people. And they happen to, they have, they must believe in what the thing, the things that person wants to impose upon. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the mentality, it, yeah, it's not just at a governmental level. I think it's at all levels. I think it's at corporate levels and in the workplace. And, you know, look at all the workers who are having to strike and to just to get basic 
yeah. workplace, you know, rights, because these employers are just like, no, you know, mm-hmm. you know, we can't give you a raise, even though you haven't had one in 10 years, we can't do this for you. We can't do mm-hmm. that for you. And if you don't like it, then we don't care. Yeah, we don't care. There's, there's a bunch of other people right behind you. And yeah. And part of this is right. Our our country has been so divided in terms of the haves and have nots, Mm -hmm. you know, there's always been, you know, there is no middle class anymore. There's no, um, you know, that's the problem is there are five or six of these billionaires that do run Mm -hmm. everything and they can say that. And I, I guess I just wonder what, how did, how did we get here? And why do so many people want that? Is it, is it just because it's been hammered into you by your family, your church, the people that you're around, or is it truly that you just, you don't want to have to make decisions? Yeah. What is up with this? I think that some people find a comfort in that. Mm -hmm. They find a comfort because democracy and like, you know, trying to address everybody's wants, needs, concerns, whatever. That's exhausting. Yeah. And we haven't been very successful at it. But I think it's more comforting to know that, well, this is how it is. Yeah. This is how it is. This is the way things work. And I think it penetrates into families, mm-hmm. you know, and, and that same kind of concept. It's like, well, there is no, there are no shades of gray. There are no, no nuance. You know, these are the rules. This is what the rule is in our house and you've got to do this. And if you, if you don't like it, then tough, Mm -hmm. because that's a lot easier than having to confront, you know, dealing with a, a, a a child or an adult child or whatever, who you're having problems with. Mm -hmm. That's really hard. Yeah. And I, I don't know what it is. What is wrong with people? Why can't people say, I'm sorry. You know what? I'm, I'm, I'm sorry that I said that, or it's just this running from vulnerability or running Mm -hmm. from like having to sit with the discomfort of, you know, being wrong or doing hard things. Yeah. Yeah. Like sitting with facing your racism, your sexism, your, all of those things. And, and, you know, this is what Brene Brown talks about. And I, and I love her and, you know, she talks about people who have this wholehearted life, people who have these lives that are rich and wonderful. They have them because they are able to be vulnerable. Mm-hmm. They're able to sit with this. And it's it. so, yeah, I kept trying to think, like, what is it? Do people just can't this idea of being vulnerable, like going to your child and saying, I'm sorry, I've apologized to Max many times. Yeah. It's <laughs> part I've of been, life. Yeah. My, and and, you said, know, my you know, daughter I said, you know what? You're absolutely right, Max. I'm wrong. You're right. Yeah. And I give that to you. And I have clients who are shocked to hear that I would do that because their yeah. parent would never do that. And I'm like, no, because I treat them like a human being. Yeah. No, my daughter and I, we apologize to each other all the time. Mm-hmm. And in fact, we really can't, we can't, stand to be mad at each other for more than like five minutes. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, it, you know, you'll get a text or something. It's like, I'm so sorry. You know, <laughs> it's, it's too much. It's like, no, I don't want you mad. You know? Yeah. And, yeah. And yeah, you work it out, mm-hmm. you work it out. Uh, you know, and I also think that, you know, our parents are pretty good at that too. I mean, we, they are, we're hard on them sometimes. <laughs> We've confronted them about a lot of stuff. Yes. And they have always been receptive. You know, sometimes they try to defend themselves, you know, but but it's never like, you know, how dare you mm-hmm. question me or how dare you yeah. talk to me that way. 
you know, it's always like, oh, okay, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's interesting because we were talking earlier about how Cody and this idea of reaching out. And if you don't, if if you're not reaching out to me, the relationship isn't happening. And I mean, our fathers are like that. You worked with him, so you talk to him a lot, but I don't talk to him that much. And it's true. It's like, unless I reach out to him, mm-hmm. I will not hear from him. But I, it's so different than what's going on with Cody because I know he's not mad at you. I know he's not mad at me. It's truly like it's it's I've accepted in the last, you know, 20 years of my life that that this is who my father is, Mm -hmm. that this is who he is. These are his limitations. And I choose to focus on what he does really, really well. And so Mm -hmm. when so when it's time to talk to him, I don't I'm not mad at him for not I, that I have to get on the phone. And I really do. I have to like get on the phone and then I have to tell him stuff. He doesn't even ask questions, <laughs> but he always wants to hear. Mm-hmm. He's like, he wants to hear. He just doesn't think of it. And, and I think that that's the, the difference with these things is that you, you know, you can have at various times with your adult children, different kinds of relationships with them. And if you've built the trust, if you've built all of this, then it's fine. Mm-hmm. There's times yeah. where I talk to dad a lot and there's times where I don't. And, but I don't, I don't think anything of it. You, yeah. You're and I don't sitting see here it thinking, as this, why isn't he calling me? Why isn't he reaching out to me? Yeah. You know, it's like, well, he's just on a different, you know, or, he's on a different wavelength. I don't or, know. Or, sorry. Or he's not reaching out to me. Therefore he does not love me. Right. Or he does not care about me or he doesn't. And it's like, no, I know he loves me. I know he cares about me. I do not doubt that he loves my child. He, you know what I mean? Like, I don't worry about any of those things. And so that's the part that's so, that's different is just, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not sitting here focused on, it's not conditional, right? Mm-hmm. It's like this, mm-hmm. a lot of these people, yeah. like people talk about that's unconditional the love, yeah. but I don't see but a lot no, of that. There's a lot <laughs> of people put a lot of conditions. This is why, I know we need to wrap up, but this is why I'll have clients who a pet will pass away and they almost with a lot of shame will be like, I want to talk about it or this happened to me and they'll break down. And I'm always like, no, absolutely. We have to talk. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I give people as much space for a pet or an animal that was important to them as I would for a person. And I Mm -hmm. always say that this is is why, you know, people love animals so much is it's unconditional love. It is easy. It's the easiest relationship you'll ever have because your dog does not care how much you weigh or how much you make mm-hmm. <laughs> or what you look like or what you've done or any of that. They love you. And, and and it's very hard for people when you lose that. Mm-hmm. So anyway. Yeah. Well, we, we covered a lot. Covered a lot. <laughs> we've, we've, we've said it all. Yes. There's nothing more to say. Yes. All right. Let me wrap this up. So thank you so much for tuning in. If you're still here with us as we <laughs> yes. went to this God new bless direction, you. you are, you are truly a, a, um, a super a fan. fan, a fan <laughs> and a, um, what's the other word I want to use? Um, a thoughtful person. Yes. So, on Thursday, we are covering. I got my mind is like blank right now. Um, so Thursday they, we have coming oh the Murdoch. Sorry, yeah, Whew, we just did this yesterday. Se- so season two of the Netflix 
special, the Murdaugh murders. Murdaugh murders. So that is coming out on Thursday. If you um, like this podcast, and I think you do because you're still here, um, <laughs> please subscribe. Maybe we should say these things in the beginning. I keep mentioning no, that maybe we should no, do this in the beginning. And no, get but them you there. know what? Here's the thing. If people are still here, they probably like us and they're probably more willing to go onto, you know, Apple Podcasts uh-huh. and give us a five review. Yeah. And you and know which what? we would really appreciate. We would really appreciate it because Brooke is constantly looking at those reviews. Well, here's the thing. You know, it's like, it doesn't take that many, you know, disgruntled people or, you know, <laughs> like one star reviews to, to, to bring you down, you know? Yeah. And so it really, it, it really does help. It really does matter to keep our ratings up so we can, you know, keep ourselves relevant Yes, <laughs> in, the, yes. In, the, in the podcast world. So I'll just ask you a little favor. If you're still here and listening, please go, just give us, all you have to do is hit the five star thing. Yes. You, don't, you don't have to say anything. Just yeah. We'll just take the five stars. Yes. Um, and, and, that. and um, please subscribe to the podcast. And then finally, if you are on social media, we're at Psych Legal Pop on Instagram and, and TikTok. So check mm-hmm. us out there as well. So I think that's it. Yeah. All Thank right. Thank you so much. Until next time. See ya. Bye. Bye. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com